2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here along with ASE certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful but a little wet Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Good morning, Dan.
4: Yeah, it's it's a little wet and a little icy, isn't it?
3: Yes, it is. We talked about our friend Dennis, uh, our producer, who... uh, Fell on his steps this morning. So it, it can be pretty dangerous. As you even mentioned to him, Dan, uh, it can be real dangerous. I mean, you can yeah. get hurt. So you can watch get it. get hurt for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's,
4: uh, that's a lot, lots of people do.
3: If you have any kind of a car care question, let's say you have to bring in your car, truck, van, whatever the case may be, in for service at your favorite shop or your favorite dealer, and you want to know what could be wrong here? What am I facing? Uh, we can give you some idea, Dan, uh, we'll uh, kind of analyze your question uh, over the air, either by phone or by text. Again, just one number to remember. Whatever's easier. If you want to call and chat with Dan, great. If you want to just send him a text, that's fine, too. Six five one four six one nine two two six. But I urge you to do it earlier rather than later. We always seem to, to kind of run out of time. Dan takes his leave at about 745, making way for Jack Farrell. Uh, so don't wait. If you have any kind of a car-car question, call it in, text it in, 651 461 Here, Dan, we're going along here doing the show every week, and uh, I'm thinking there's been uh, finally some reduction in uh, the thievery of catalytic converters. But the first thing you told me off-air this morning, that is not the case. Fill us in on what happened in your life.
4: Well, sadly, we talked about it last week, which is probably the the bad omen that got us started. (laughs) But Uh, Maybe. uh, Yeah, just in in, uh, my daughter Molly lives not far from Lloyd's here. And uh, this week she was uh, woke up and went out to start her car and found out that somebody had stolen not one, but two of her catalytic converters. She's got a V8 engine, so it's got a catalytic converter on each side. Of the vehicle, and uh, they took them both. And you know, it's just so sad, Denny, that <sighs> that uh, you know the thieves get a hundred bucks for them or something like that, and you know to replace them is thousands. Yes. And so it we just need to do something to uh, stop the flow of this. And sadly, it's the you know at the point of sale. Well, yeah, these thieves these uh, people
3: are complicit in that.
4: I don't know how they can morally feel good about buying these things from that they know are stolen and and it's just wrong it you just it's just wrong to be doing that it's called so, cash well you know, sadly, um, I guess yeah. we're gonna have to make laws to to stop it and yeah uh so i I hope that progresses, and it needs to progress because it's just rampant, it's terrible, and, and oh. very, very expensive for. You know, both the consumer and the insurance companies, which, you know, then costs, when it gets to the insurance company, it costs us all money because they just pass oh, it oh, on yes. to everybody. Yeah.
3: yeah, these things are, you know, thousands of dollars. If Especially, I didn't realize that some vehicles have two of them. That was the first uh, I've heard about that. So V8s, yeah. generally well, speaking. No,
4: not, you know, you can't say generally, but just in, this, in, this, in this particular case. vehicle okay. happens to have two, yeah. Wow. Oh,
3: my. Yeah. That's bad. Uh six five one four six one nine two two six. 9226 I'll tell you what, let's grab a phone call. I do believe Peggy is visiting us here, calling in from Maple Grove. Hi, Peggy. What's your question for Dan?
0: Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I have a 2020 Toyota RAV4 Hybrid, um, and I love the mileage I get with it. But about six months ago, and I bought it in September of twenty. Um, I noticed that I was at the gas pumps all the time. And there are class action suits out against Toyota for this. And I know a person that had a GM 19 GM car that had the same issue. You can't fill the gas tank. Um, It's a 14 and a half gallon tank, so it says. And when I have 54 miles to empty reading on my screen, I can't get more than nine gallons in that tank. And I have to push to get nine. Um, I called Toyota, I took it into the dealership, they said it was fixed, they recalibrated the, the gauge, the gas gauge, and that did absolutely nothing. So now when I go to the pump, when it clicks off, I can get another easily too, probably could get more, but I'm leery about that, gallons into the tank. I bought the hybrid to get a lot of mileage, and I'm not getting that. It's very frustrating. Have you heard of this?
4: You know, I've not heard of that in particular, but... I'm
0: not getting that. It's very frustrating. Have you heard of this?
4: You know, I've not heard of that in particular, but uh, on every car, in order to be able to get the gas tank full, there needs to be a vent that opens to let, as the gas goes in, air needs to come out, and there needs to be a vent for that. And of course, as it gets towards the top of the tank, there's... Even less tolerance for that. So, there for sure needs to be a vent, and the vent needs to be large enough. The vent solenoid needs to open properly. The vent solenoid needs to be large enough and to let the air out properly. And uh, it sounds to me like something like that is what's really going on. If you can slowly put more gas in, uh, then it sounds like the air is not getting out properly. And, uh, you know, maybe rather than rec- <clears throat> recalibrating your gas gauge maybe you could talk to toyota about that 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 you know tell them the whole story that you actually can get a lot more gas in so you think the gauge is reading correctly but the gas is just not being allowed to flow into the car and uh like you like i say it's it's uh it, um, that we re, we do repairs for this on cars quite often, where the vent solenoid fails and it really won't let any air out. And uh, but if it's a design flaw, then Toyota's going to need to figure out what to do about that.
3: Now, uh, Peggy and listeners, uh, as you know, Dan, my uh, daughter uh, Tina has uh, well, a year newer, I, I should say, older than Peggy's, and absolutely no problem. She loves it, and the mileage is unbelievable. So I. Yeah, we have, we've talked about that issue in, in years past with uh, with certain vehicles. And, uh, yeah, maybe Peggy can pursue that line of thinking. And I'd like to hear back to see if that was resolved yeah. sometime. All right, I'll tell you what we need to do. We're uh, going to open up the lines again for more phone calls or text messages. We'll grab a text, too, here when we uh, come back if you have any kind of a car care question like Peggy. 651 Call it in or text it in, whichever is easier. If you have any kind of a car care question for Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Here on a Saturday, the fifth day of March, 33 degrees. We may hit 39 today with some rain. Stay tuned to 830. This is WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. We're talking your vehicle. If you have an issue with it, uh, call it in or text it in. Dan Burns is an ASC certified technician from Lloyd's at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. He'll help you out this morning. In fact, uh, how do we get in touch with you guys? Where are you located and all that stuff?
4: Well, come on over, is the best way to get uh, in touch with us. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria in St. Paul. You can find all about us on the web at LloydsAutomotive.net. L L O Y D S, LloydsAutomotive.net. Or give a call as soon as this morning. Uh, uh, Jim will be here later. 651 228 1316.
3: It's my cousin, my cousin. Listen to me. My son, Tony, is uh, coming over there with an, for an oil change. I'm going to ask him if I can come along. Is that okay? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I'd love to see you both. All right, we'll do that uh, this morning. Uh, 651-461-9226, if you want to call or text, that's the number. Speaking of callers, Ken is on the horn calling in from Egan this morning. Thanks for waiting, Ken. What's your question for Dan?
2: Good morning, gentlemen. Um, Good morning. And I have a 2019 Volkswagen Atlas, and um, after our most recent heavy snowfall back a couple weeks ago, um, I noticed that when I got my car out on the highway that my – and I reached about 55, 60 miles an hour that my tires felt like they were out of balance almost. Um, And so I, uh,
0: you
2: know, I I looked around the tires and tried to kick some of the snow free from, uh, you know, wheel wells and et cetera, and none of that made a difference. I, I ultimately um, took the car through a car wash and, um, and then took it back out on the highway, and that seems to solve the problem. And um, a little bit of warm weather since then, and I, and I haven't had an issue since. Um, I'm just curious if you have thoughts about what might have been the problem or if there's anything I need to be doing to try and prevent the issue going forward. Hmm.
4: The only thing it could do to prevent the issue going forward is move, Uh It's a very common problem that we run into in Minnesota. In deep snow, the snow gets packed on the uh, inside of the wheels as you're driving through a deep snow. And, uh, of course, because it gets packed on only parts of the wheel and not equally all the way around, when you go down the highway, it, it literally is out of balance because of the snow you did the right thing. You took it to the car wash <clears throat> and got all of that snow melted off of the inside of the wheels, and uh, and the problem's been fine ever since. But as far as prevention, I don't have a good answer for you. It happens in deep snow, and the answer is, you know, you'll feel that vibration for a while until the weather warms up a little bit, and then the snow will quickly melt away because uh, as you drive down the highway, the wheels and tires get warmed up anyway, uh, and so it you know over time it goes away anyway. But that's there's no great solution to it, and uh, the answer is the wheels were out of balance, and the problem is solved because the snow on the inside has now melted.
3: Well, Nate, we'll we'll get more of that with 39 degrees today here in the Twin Cities area. All right, thank thank you, Ken. Let's uh, go to Minnetonka. I think Richard is calling in from Minnetonka this morning. Richard, what is your question for Dan Burns?
1: Thank you very much. Uh, I have a 2018 Honda, 18,000 miles, and in turn it's an electrical issue. Over the last five months, uh, about four or five times, uh, I go out to try to start the car after it's been sitting three to five days, and lo and behold, it's de- completely dead. Thought in essence, it might be some electrical uh, thing left on, et cetera. So I took it into the dealer uh, each of the three, ta- three times, and basically they said the battery is 100% good, et cetera. However, in essence, because all the computer systems on your on your vehicle, in essence, it drains down, and you have to run it every three to five days in order to charge up the battery or whatever and uh, I find that kind of unacceptable and the question is is it really a battery issue that is, is since it's now about four five years old or four or five years old that in essence even though it comes back with uh, a, a valid that it's fully charged battery do I what what other issues might be there uh, causing this
4: uh, I agree with you Having to drive it every three to five days, to me, is unacceptable. I leave my car sit uh, out in Colorado often for a month or more and don't do anything, and it's just fine. So I agree with you. That's not right. When we do an electrical system check, uh, there are several things that we check. Number one is we check to make sure that the starter is not drawing too many amps when it's working. Uh, to be sure that that that's not a problem we load test the battery and be sure that the battery is capable of putting out enough voltage and amperage uh, while the vehicle's cranking uh, to be sure that the battery is good we once once we get the vehicle started we test the alternator and be sure that's putting out enough voltage and amperage to keep the battery charged properly and then the last thing we do is run a amp meter between the battery post and the battery cable in other words we put it in series and by doing that we can test and see how much how much how much amperage the vehicle is uh drawing while it's sitting and uh we want it to be less than 100 milliamps which is very very little uh and um at 100 milliamps or less, the battery should be capable of keeping it charged. So I'm not sure which is go- what's going on in your vehicle's case if the battery is actually poor and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if they're not checking it right or what's going on or if there is a parasitic draw, if something is staying on that you or they are not aware of and they're not trying to measure that. But it's a clear-cut, easy uh, process to test that whole system. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, if you go through the whole system and everything checks properly, it's almost 100% that that it's going to be fine unless something intermittently is coming on and we're properly, it's almost 100% that that it's going to be fine unless something intermittently is coming on and we're just not catching that, but... Uh, I don't know. I guess if you're not getting a good answer from who you're working with and you're not comfortable with the answer, and I wouldn't be, then I guess I would probably try and get another opinion on it. Yeah,
3: for sure. Well, good luck with that, Richard. Yeah, get another doctor's opinion there. Need to take a break. We're going to look at that forecast, see what's coming up here around CCULN. In the meantime, we'll have a few minutes left in the car care show 6514619226 I have not forgotten you texters we're going to pick up on your text messages when we come back after the weather here on news talk a Three O. this is WCCO stay with us We're back to our CCS Car Care show around every Saturday right in after the 7 o'clock news break. ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, as usual, helping uh, you out uh, this morning. We'll get back to the phones, Dan, in a minute. We've got some texters we want to help out. We started the show talking about uh, catalytic, catalytic converter theft. A couple of related uh, text questions. Uh, one, can one drive to a repair shop after a catalytic converter has been stolen?
4: Yes, you can, as long as there's not any pipes dragging on the ground. But, yes, you can. It's loud, and and the the smell of the amount of pollution is unbelievable. Wow. But, uh, but you can safely drive it.
3: The other related question is, could they manufacture a catalytic converter out of a cheaper material so it wouldn't be valuable?
4: Uh, they do, uh, and that's true. The, the newest catalytic converters on vehicles are... Uh, less valuable, and so the thieves aren't interested in those. There's a, you know, uh, vintage in the early, like late 90s, early 2000s where uh, they're the most valuable. So those Pre-
3: Precious metals or some such thing.
4: Precious metals inside, yeah. yes.
3: Uh, all right, good, you, let's good, grab good, a qu- Good questions. Yeah. Uh,
4: that's, uh, those, are, those are the right answers. Very
3: much so. Appreciate yeah. that. Phone call from Lee, who's calling in from Spicer, where it's nicer. Lee, thanks for waiting. What is your question for Dan?
2: Hi, Hi guys. Enjoy the show. Um, I've had several Silverados through the years, but I just bought a 2020 Silverado with a 5.3 Vortex, and they said that this engine has dynamic fuel management, and they didn't really explain it, and I've been trying to look up to try to figure out What do they mean by dynamic fuel management? So my question is, what makes this 5.3 Vortex engine different than the ones I've had in the past because of the dynamic fuel management? They said it's a better engine. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks.
4: Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what that means. If it it means that it, that, uh, it only runs on certain cylinders going down the road, which makes for better fuel economy and things like that, or... Uh, I'm not sure if that term describes the fact that uh, it's capable of knowing how much alcohol is in the gas and changing the, the action in the gas or uh, the action or the uh, have the engine management uh, modify things to make it run on that. So I'm not sure which it's describing, but it's something like that. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, like with all technology, Uh, most of it's really really good and some is not and I I guess I wish I knew more about this so I could tell you if this is really really good technology but I'm not sure it probably is it's probably a good thing and uh, and uh, I'll do my research and see if I can't get a little better answer for you and uh, come back with a better Mm -hmm. answer uh, next time we meet all right
3: some homework all right Uh, 2020 Ford Fusion, if I go by the oil indicator, Texture says, in the car, I can go 7,000 to 8,000 between oil changes. The dealer says to change the oil and filter every 5,000 miles. What is your recommendation?
4: Uh, The the more often you change the oil, the better off you are. So uh, I would recommend changing it more often.
3: Yep. 2006 Toyota Sienna, the maintenance required, in quotes, warning light has always come on except about 400 miles ago. What could be wrong with it?
4: Well, uh, I'm not sure if how, how what its parameters are for coming on, if it's mileage only or if it takes into account driving conditions. But uh, if it's due to come on, it probably will come on soon. And maybe this time around something's just a little different, but... Uh, if you take it in, you know the light will for an oil change. The light, the manage, or the uh, maintenance light will be reset as part of that process anyway. So, uh, if it's due for an oil change, I would just bring it in and have the oil changed.
3: This texter Dan says, "I'm ready for new tires uh, for my 2003 Dodge Dakota. I'm wondering if I need to get the same tires that was as was on the truck, or if I can get new tires that just fit the size." Love your show.
4: Oh, thank you you can put any size any not any size you can put any brand tire on your vehicle it will be just fine however <clears throat> when i am uh when i'm recommending tires to a customer uh that is one of the first questions i ask is were you happy with the tires that are on your car and if you have been happy with the tires if they've given you a long life and have done a good job in the snow and the rain and so forth then when i'm selling tires i choose to put the same tires back on the vehicle you know they're the they're the tires that the vehicle was engineered with so it makes some sense to use the same ones but uh you know we switch brands all the time and you know sometimes In the process of switching brands, people are looking for an upgrade. They're not happy with the performance that they had with the tires. So uh, I guess that's my answer. If you're happy with what you've had, get them again. If you're not happy with what you've had, then make a change and find something better.
3: There's a lot of good tires out there to be had.
4: There is lots of great options for sure. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, one brief uh, text here then we have to run. Uh, no gas cap on my 2020 Colorado. Is that a common thing?
4: I don't I don't no know. No gas cap. Uh, well, oh. it, it must have, it has some sort of cover. And so I've noticed on some vehicles, they're kind of an automatic uh, open and closed thing mm. where you just stick the nozzle in. And I'm not sure if the Colorado is that. But uh, I'd, I would say to answer your question, no, it's not common. But I certainly have seen it. it uh, I don't know if it's a coming thing or if it was a passing fad, but I have seen where that, uh, that is, is. That's the, the case.
3: case. Mm-hmm. Dan, we have to run. How do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's?
4: Well, come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I just saw Jim drive by, so he'll be coming in shortly. Uh, give us a call, 651-228-1316, or find us on the web at LloydsAutomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, LloydsAutomotive.net.
3: And if Tony gives me a ride, I'll see you soon this morning.
4: Good, I'll look forward to that.
3: All right, thanks, Dan. We'll see you out there. Dan Burns from Lloyds Automotive. Stay tuned next for Jack Farrell's Wine Chat here on News Talk 830
2: WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?